Hey, Sean. Hi, David. You know how I bought a house? Yeah. You know what they didn't tell me when I bought a house? That it's really far away from your friends and none of us will ever come see you. <laughs> wow. Well, <laughs> some of my friends have come and saw, seen me, uh, just not you. No, they didn't tell me when I bought a house that it's a huge, huge money sink pit money hole. It sucks every bit of free spare cash you got because something goes wrong. Let me tell you a little story about oh the sump the sump pump that couldn't. <laughs> oh no. Your sump so, pump is broken. Jeez. <laughs> oh, no, okay, so I noticed over the last few weeks that my sump pump hasn't been running. And uh this time last year it would run or at least in the spring, like when all the snow was melting significantly, it would run fairly often. But the problem was, is it sounded like, you, you know, Sabalba's uh, pod racer. How it goes. Yeah, that's what the sump pump sounded like throughout my entire house. So I'm like, OK, this thing's probably as old as the house uh, and it's going to die at some point. Fast forward to this spring, it uh, hadn't turned on at all. And so I was moving some stuff around down in my basement and and we have like a a little platform hanging up over it. And I noticed that it was kind of like damp. I'm like, "Mm, that's kind of weird. So I lifted it up and there was like, you know, like how's the big water basin? It was like completely filled all the way to the top when it shouldn't be. And we were having big storms coming. So I had to figure out how to replace (laughs) a sump pump, do plumbing, all this stuff. Uh, and you know what the, the hardest part about living or owning a house in Northern Ontario? Is your sump pump was still frozen in the bottom? <laughs> no, it wasn't frozen. It's that every single freaking hardware store closes at 6 o'clock. So here I am, 6.30, trying to uh, figure out how to change the sump pump, and I can't buy anything. How many, um, how many sump pumps? How many hardware stores do you have in... Bora Canora. There's actually it, three. Like, I guess if you consider Canadian Tire a hardware store, I, I, I don't really know if I would consider it a hardware store. I feel like it's more of like a, a general hardware store. A general hardware store. Yeah, I guess. Uh, we have Canadian Tire. We have a Home Hardware, and we have a McMunn and Yates. Yeah. Well, um, you know what? Home Hardware is usually the go-to, and the fact that it closes at six sucks. You know what? It's, what's even worse is that they're closed on Sundays. Yeah. And so I can't do any worse. <laughs> what's that nothing this episode of the scene on screen podcast will be amazing hey whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure movie or video game we've got you covered welcome to the scene on screen podcast with your hosts sean and david Everybody say hey. Everybody say ho, 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 ho. I am energized, David. <laughs> I was going to say, it's it's May. Why are we saying ho, ho, ho? Oh, well, you know what? We're three weeks away from Christmas, so it's fine. That's true. In Kenora. Hey, no, our, we're, we're on the tail end of spring. We're starting summer. Uh, today was a high of 21 degrees. Did you still have, have, do you still have snow? 
No, actually, it's all gone. And my lawn is starting to grow. I had to, uh, you know, in the in the spring, you get like all the grass has like that weird, like kind of moldy, mossy stuff on it. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, a ton of that. So I had to actually rake it to kind of like break it up because my lawn wasn't growing, but now it's growing. It's it's yeah. flourishing. You got to put a mulching blade on your lawnmower. Then you got to cut against the grain. How do you cut against the grain of grass? Well, actually, that's a very good question. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> and now I have the opportunity to explain it to you. I used to be a little bit of a uh, a lawn cutting connoisseur. I used to do that as a job, but you know how like when you like do cutting your hold on cutting your parents' lawn doesn't count. No, I used to do like a <laughs> bunch in the neighborhood. I used to make quite a bit of coin doing it. That and the weed whacker. I would just go out on on my days, go do a bunch of work. Now, is you call it a weed whacker, not a whipper snipper? I call it a. A uh, lawn trimmer, if you want me to be really typical. Uh, a lawn, a lawn or trimmer. A whipper. I just call it a whipper. Really? Oh, I always call it a whipper snipper. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, um, so uh, going so, against the grain of the grass or something like that. So you know, like how you can cut patterns um, into a lawn. So if you go yes. one way and then the opposite way, one uh, one way will always drag the blades up from the way that they're growing right and the other way will push the blades down so you're flat yeah, that's how you get the checkered the checkered or patterned look on your, your exactly lawn. so think about that for a second if you cut the lawn all one way and it comes up dark not white it's pulling all the grass up to the angle that it's uh is growing whereas you're flattening it if you're going the other way so there you go. I used okay. to I used to do um, landscaping for somebody who won like they were on TV shows for their garden, all that kind of stuff. And I was responsible for making sure their grass was perfect, their 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 hedges were good, all that stuff. So I learned a few things. And sometimes in early spring, he would have me cut the lawn in all one direction, which is counterproductive. Because if you want to cut in a, in a square or on diagonals, you never cut straight up and down. He was always very much like the angles with the sun, but twice, uh, like once or twice in June and once or twice in May, he would always have me cut the the lawn in one direction to continually pull the grass up. That's something I learned. So I, hold on. So you're saying that this guy won awards for his lawn and stuff like that? His his um his lawn, his gardens. He used to have like these like really fancy koi ponds in his backyard. Okay, um, Sean, like beautiful do, Japanese maples, all that stuff. But do you understand what this means though? You were the one that cut the lawn. Therefore, you're the one that should have won the awards for the lawn portion of that, his uh, that, award. That's just like saying you work for um, a, a billion dollar law firm right and you won a case but they won the award same thing well i'm i'm honored to be uh in the presence of a lawn cutting award winner oh don't don't you (laughs) don't you don't you go telling people that because like i also cut some things i wasn't supposed to true story and really funny fact about me um I don't even know where that neighbor lives anymore, so it's fine. But one of my neighbors in my uh, my my parents' neighborhood, I was responsible for cutting their lawn. Okay, cut, cut the front yard, the backyard. I was responsible for um, whippersnippering, as you like to call it. Oh yeah. And then I had to pull out the leaf blower, and make sure all the grass clippings were off the grass and on the road or whatever, right? 
and everyone's that's where they grow the the fastest when the leaf clippings are on the road (laughs) yeah (laughs) because it helps um and then like every once in a while i'd have to pressure wash the driveway the best part so i was told to whip the weeds i was 15 14 15 guess what weed i whippersnipped the actual weed weed yeah, the weed weed. Oh my god, he was so pissed. I mean, like you, you weren't wrong though. He... And what, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna, are you gonna, like, chastise a fifteen-year-old? Are you gonna tell that person, like, hey, I'm not gonna have your money for that at the time illegal drug? Right, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it was totally illegal at the time. So that's funny. Yeah. Speaking of uh, weeds funny. That won't... Wheat that won't stop growing. Uh, We have a special cash or crap episode. Uh, Today, we are going to go through one of the coolest people in Hollywood. That's right. We're going to go cash or crap on Chris Pratt. He's so cool. Now, here's the (laughs) reason why. Not to be controversial or anything like that. We are just in a state of Chris Pratt for He's if you want to call every, it that. He's, he's on just every everywhere. screen. You drive by a movie theater, his face is on the wall. Guardians of the Galaxy came out what two weeks ago. There's like so much going on. We just want to make sure that we're 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 taking the time to actually decide whether or not he's a, a cash actor or a crap actor. Now we are going to try and stay away from TV, but we will acknowledge off the hop. That if it were not for Parks and Recreation, we probably wouldn't have the Chris Pratt that we have today. He did appear in, holy shit, 90 episodes of Everwood as a main character. He appeared in 10 episodes of The O.C. But um, playing Andy in um, Parks and Recreation kind of really solidified his career. And... uh, it's funny because when you when you think about Andy and the end of Parks and Rec, the end of Parks and Rec happened kind of at the same time Guardians of the Galaxy came out. And Andy went on a superhero diet and he got shredded and they made the joke that it was like, oh, he just stopped drinking beer. And it reminds mm-hmm. me of like Always Sunny where Mac gets fat and then Mac gets unfat. Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing. But without further ado, we're going to start at a little movie that he was in. He was in Wanted? Jesus, he wasn't a main character in that shit. He wasn't. He he spent a lot of time not being a main character. So he's in Wanted. He's in yeah. Rise Wars. He was in Jennifer's Body, which I honestly don't remember him being in that movie. I only he's probably like a background character or something like that. He was an officer. Yeah. But the only thing I remember from Jennifer uh, Jennifer's Body, in all honesty, is Amanda Seyfried and Megan Fox. And then the first movie I remember him in on this list is Take Me Home Tonight. A little, uh, a little comedy starting like Chauffeur Grace, Anna Ferris, and um, well, Chris Pratt. He's in it as well, and uh, it was it was a, a time piece, really. Um, I, I would not know another way to put it, except it was like a a movie that was set in like what the eighties, and he was like this kid had a a crush on the popular girl in high school, and they were all at Chris Pratt's party, and the the girl. Or the sister was dating Chris Pratt. That was pretty much the whole movie. Wait, what movie is this? Take Me Home Tonight. Oh, yeah, i never seen I it. I remember this movie. Uh, no, I I never watched it, actually. 
it was it was actually not terrible. I uh, I remember picking it up just to, to date myself a little bit here. Um, you remember when Blockbuster had the bigger DVD cases that had the lock on them? Oh yeah, like this, when Blockbuster like the, closed, I yeah. bought that DVD case of that movie. Oh really? Yeah. But uh, huh. that that for me was like one of his first ones. I wouldn't really call it a cash or crap because he wasn't the main character. One of the first movies he did become a, a predominant character was the 2011 hit Moneyball starring um, some tiny guy named Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. But he did play Scott Hatterberg, the first baseman. He had a predominant role in the film. And it's one of the greatest Oscar winning sports movies of all time. Oh, it won an Oscar, eh? I've never seen this movie. Um, oh, I know you. This is the second time I know you this. watched it recently uh, on the toilet. I've watched clips. On- <laughs> <laughs> no, it was nominated, so it didn't actually win anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, it won. You know, you talk about this movie so much that maybe I should watch it. Yeah, you probably should. It won. Brad Pitt won Best Actors at the Boston Society of Film Critics. It also won. Um, adapted screenplay at multiple award shows. Did it win anything at the the Academy Awards? Nope. Okay, well, uh, we're, we're, I would assume that this is going to be a money. Uh, <laughs> sorry, a cash, a cash. It, is, it movie. is cash because money is cash and cash is money. Yeah. Um, you know, a movie can't be crap if it was nominated for six Oscars. I that, mean, you know what? That's true. Um, but at the same time, you know, Chris Pratt's not a main character in it. It's just, but he kind of is at the same it's time. It's like a tertiary like, character. Yeah. Character, right? Yeah. He's not the supporting role. He's a tertiary role. Like he's not the, he's not someone that you think of first when you think of that movie. But then when, when you watch the movie and <laughs> this is coming from someone who's never seen the movie, but I'm just saying in, in like movies like this in general, you're like, Oh shit. I forgot that that person's in this movie and they're in like the entire movie. Kind of like a uh, 40 year old virgin or like uh what's it called? Um, uh, dodgeball, you in know, a, like in, in a way, kind of <laughs> like there's, there's characters in there that are like main characters that are there throughout the whole movies, but you don't see them as like, they're not the first people you think of when you think of those movies. What do you right? mean? Hell for like, love. <laughs> yeah. But like, that's not the first person you think of when you think of dodgeball, you think of uh, what's his name. The, <laughs> of course we get to the point where I have to say an actor's name and I, uh, Vince Vaughn, Ben Stiller, Vince, Christine yeah, ben Taylor, Taylor, all that stuff. Right. So anyways, uh, Moneyball, <laughs> cash. Perfect. Next um, movie up on the list that I can see here is uh, Connect Star Wars Duel. Just kidding. Now, it was a trailer. It was a commercial for that. The five-year engagement. Did you see that movie in 2012? Uh, no. Was it a romance movie? It was a rom-com. I actually watched half this movie at... Uh, um, my other half's parents house and we came back and watched it again afterwards it is literally about what you think it is it is jason seagull uh, or jason seagull emily blunt chris pratt and allison brie the whole premise is like jason seagull and chris pratt are best friends jason seagull's in a five-year relationship they break up they get back together blah 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 blah, blah. ruin the movie for you but it's actually a pretty decent rom-com. Do I think it made a ton of money? Probably not. 
But this is in 2012 where a seagull was in like absolutely every single movie. Emily Blunt was up and coming. Alison Brie was hot off community. Chris Pratt growing his career. Yeah. And you know what? This movie was definitely 100% made for the female audience because it's a like they had the actors that the the that the the ladies would drag their <laughs> their boyfriends, husbands, significant others too, right? So that they had the actors that they that the guys liked, but overall, it's it's a chick flick. It is, um, but it is also a Judd Apatow movie. So, like, that's fair. I, you know what, though, I would not watch this movie. I have no desire to watch it. I'm gonna say crap. I didn't mind it. I will say cash, which marks it as an indifferent because, um, as David so eloquently put it, Max isn't here, so there is no ties. <laughs> Max is taking a little bit of a hiatus from the show, likely indefinitely. Um, he's just got a lot going on, doing all that customer service stuff. You know, mm-hmm. um, what's next on the list? Um, you know, I, I, it's not really a Chris Pratt movie, but movie 43 he, again, he played the character in a, in a, in a segment of it. I thought that movie was so stupid, but so it was funny. Awful. It was such a, it's such a bad movie, like 100% such a horrible movie. But at the same time, if you want to watch a movie that is just uh nonsensical, watch that but anyways we're not even going to rate that one because it's completely different all right i would say this is probably one of the first big movies uh well other than delivery man absolutely it is (laughs) what yeah that was like he was a top billed actor on it um vince vaughn chris pratt and kobe smothers two two avengers members just saying weird. So this movie is, uh, I don't know if you remember this or not. The movie stars Vince Vaughn, who uh, is an underachiever who found out he fathered 533 children through sperm donations. And he tries to become like the perfect father. And again, Chris Pratt plays the best friend. That's kind of the vibe of these movies. Yeah. Like he he's always like, yeah, he's a main character, but he's not the main character. He's the bridesmaid. Yeah. In a lot of these movies. There you go. That's that's a pretty good uh, description. I'm going to put this one as crap, though. It wasn't a great Vince Vaughn movie. It was kind of in Vince Vaughn's downfall. Yeah. And then, you know, like later on, you you hear stories of actual people who who did stuff like this and they're creepy. And then it's like, oh, it's kind of weird. do you send birthday cards with like 20 bucks? Like, what do you do? <laughs> the, I, I, I can't remember what the whole idea of the end of this movie was, but I'm pretty sure he tries to like fulfill them all. Right. Like with gifts and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about the first movie that really put Chris Pratt on the map. And I'm wondering, I'm very curious as to, to what direction you go here. Cause two movies came out at the exact same time. And Chris Pratt is very, very lucky as a person of, circumstance he seems to always have two movies come out at the same time yeah because if one does poorly the other one might do better i guess yeah um when which one came out first though it was the the lego movie or guardians of the galaxy the lego movie happened when there was snow and i only know that because i remember waiting outside in the theater uh, at the theater for it because it was the movie you had to see Mm mm-hmm 
well, there was a ton of hype behind this movie. Like it was the first like official Lego, like well, like branded movie. Lego's done movies and shows and stuff like that, but they've all been like kind of like lower production. This is was fully 3D animated, but the way that they did the animation is it looked like it was all actual Lego bricks. Um, and it was the first feature length Hollywood Lego movie. Now, Name I don't three know actors. Three actors from like, that movie. From the movie, well, Chris Pratt. Yeah, uh, Will that Arnett. Was a, that was a low-hanging fruit. I'm such a moron. <laughs> no, okay. Will Ferrell. Yep. Uh, and then who? You got the wills. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> um. The one, uh, the girl. Um. I knew he couldn't do it. Elizabeth. Oh, I... Elizabeth Banks. Damn, he got it. I'm surprised he didn't say Luigi. <laughs> Luigi. Yeah. Um. This movie broke records this movie broke barriers and i do believe the only movie animated wise that beat it for that tip uh, that type of release is another chris pratt movie which is also kind of impressive but what the lego movie really did for a lot of us is it gave chris pratt a different dimension now gave, I'm not gonna say- I, I think it gave him uh or it took away his identity of being Chris Pratt and put him into a character. It yeah, it kind of took away Andy Dwyer, if you want me to be honest. Yeah, exactly. It uh and and I've talked about this in the past when we've been ripping on Chris Pratt for Mario and all that stuff, right? But because this was a new character, a new universe, all that stuff, and and yeah, he was still fairly new to the to the Hollywood scene. Right. Like uh, this was the first time that he was a like front non bridesmaid, like a main main character, which is hard to say in about an animated film. But yeah, he was. Yeah. But it was. uh, He wasn't well known enough that it distracted from. The character that like playing Emmett, right? Like, yeah. And and the universe of that. I remember seeing this movie in theaters. Uh, I was one of the oldest people there with no children, but I had probably just as much fun watching it as all those other kids in the theater. Now, now think about this. That movie came out nine years ago. I know it's still great though. Yeah. But think about your statement about being one of the oldest people there with no children. That's true. And and then taking the (laughs) fact that you saw Mario last month. (laughs) Uh, and actually, you know what the funny thing is, though, when we saw Mario, I was not the uh, oldest one there with no children. There's a lot of like people around my age there, so which is pretty interesting. I don't, I don't think, I think it's unanimous here at this point. The Lego yeah. Movie Cash, yeah. Um, this also is the start of Chris Pratt becoming a little bit of a franchise powerhouse, yeah. Because Chris Pratt also got the role of a lifetime. Sort of. In 2014, David, you can you've heard my thoughts on the Guardians of the Galaxy before. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm a big fan of that franchise, specifically inside the MCU. Because when Guardians of the Galaxy originally came out, a lot of people didn't know them as household names. They were what six graphic novels mm-hmm. before the movie came out, and it was like James Gunn's like James Gunn has done a lot, but it was like James Gunn's like baby. And Guardians mm. of the Galaxy hit 
every nail on the head. It was funny. It set up the fact that Deadpool could be funny. It was, there was comic relief in a superhero movie, right? It was different. It yeah. was unique. It was, and it everything. wasn't corny. That's the the main thing is like the, the comedy that they put in there wasn't like corny. It was all like perfectly timed and all that stuff. Right. Yeah, it was, it was a very good movie and it, it was compared to the other two very underproduced, very under, like there wasn't a ton of, um, like there was a lot of CG, but it was really to just build this background for Thanos. Nobody really knew what the guardians of the galaxy were. Right. Mm-hmm. And they used Thanos as this vessel and Drax wanted to kill Thanos but all they ended up going up against was like Ronan the Destroyer. This movie unequivocally is probably still, depending on how you would look at it, a top five for Chris Pratt, period, but his easiest cash. I That's agree. That's the of Peter Quill. I agree. I think this movie was, uh, like, it, it did what it had to do to push forward the, like, the the narrative in the Marvel universe. Right. Yeah. But it was also, like you said, nobody really knew about guardians of the galaxy to begin with. Um, so it wasn't, it didn't have that huge, like hype and expectations. Right. So they could have really done whatever they wanted with it. Uh, they, it had a lot of groundwork for further future, like Marvel stuff, but it played like a, a huge role in the overall story. Right. Kind of like Ant-Man. If you think about it, right? Like the Ant-Man stories played a huge role in Endgame, right? Like all that stuff. And that movie kind of came up out of nowhere too. Like people were like, what the hell Ant-Man? Well, Ant-Man so, 2 really. Well, but you know what I mean? Like the character, right? Like it, yeah. it, it led into something much bigger. So uh, this one, I'd say obviously definitely a cash movie. I think it's uh it is one of those movies that's still enjoyable to watch. Um, and and I don't know. There's just something about the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie that it doesn't really. I feel like it doesn't really play off on the the fame of Chris Pratt. You know, no. so like he's kind of like equal to all of the other characters, but he's still a main character there, right? I'd agree. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. I'm going to just pull up the, the other actor. Who do you think the biggest actor was in guardians of the galaxy? Like, what do you mean? The biggest actor? Like at the time in 2014, who was the biggest actor in that movie? Was it, uh, I don't know. Vin Diesel. No, it was Zoe Saldana. It wasn't even close. Oh, who the hell is Zoe Saldana? Gamora. I know, but what was she in? Oh, so before oh, Star Trek, Star Trek, yeah. The Losers, Avatar, the main character in Avatar. Oh, yeah. You know what? I've seen Avatar once. So <laughs> Crossroads, Drumline. She yeah, was the, the she was the best friend of Britney Spears in a movie. Mm, lots okay. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Lots and lots of stuff. Um, So cash. Uh, next up in <laughs> Chris Pratt's I'm building franchises tour. So he started with the Lego movie. Then he did Guardians of the Galaxy. And then the next movie he released, this lucky son of a bitch. Jurassic World. With Bryce Dallas Howard. Now. Yeah. As a whole, like uh, the premise of cash or crap is 
is this a money-making actor? Is he a cash-in-the-bank actor? And you could compare the Jurassic World trilogy to anything The Rock has done. And they're probably about on par. Because they're steaming piles of crap. The first movie was actually good. The second movie... Eh. And the well, third movie, like the first eh. movie, the first like Jurassic World had its problems, right? But at the same time, it had been so long since we've had a. Yeah, they didn't pay the staff. People were getting eaten by dinosaurs. Yeah, what I mean, like it's, it, it's been so long since we've had a like a dinosaur movie that I think, and the Jurassic World or Jurassic Park franchise in itself. It has a has a pretty good following. People love dinosaurs, right? They could have had any other actor, and I think Jurassic World would have done as much or like th- done just as well as it did. But Chris Pratt had just come off, you know, off of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Lego movie, right? Just the year prior. So that was a big push for that because those two movies are great. People want to see him because of that. Um, the movie itself had, I don't know, there's a lot of... St- stupid stuff with it but it was a dinosaur movie it looked cool right people love to see people get eaten by dinosaurs yeah so here's where i would like to argue that that might not be the case i think you could ride the the popularity of peter quill but jurassic world probably would have been shot and they were editing it and completing it by the time guardians was in theaters like, it's, it's got to be fairly close to that timeline. So, yeah, you are right to an extent. And, like, riding the high of, like, super shredded, hot Chris Pratt. Right? That's yeah. the big thing. But we'll, we'll but call this thing, one. But, but here's the thing, though. Like, these studios, like, when they release these movies, they know exactly w- what they're doing. Like, they know, like, okay, we're going to release this movie after these other two big movies that he's doing. Anyways. That, three different studios all made money off him within a year. Yeah. Um. But like, we're not going to talk a, a, a lot about the other two movies in each franchise because they suck. Not necessarily. It's just <laughs> we have other movies to hit. Yeah. Um. Did you watch Gem and the Holograms? Uh, I did not. That was the uh, the the underground music video sensation. I think it was based off of like, oh fuck, I forget um what artist it was, but. Uh, it was done by the same people who do the step up movies. It was me. And Chris Pratt was like a, a, a tertiary character in it. So I wouldn't mm. like that was more of a we're using his star power for. good. Yeah, he's not people. even listed as like the top cast on. He was on Chris Pratt in the movie, which is funny. Mm. Um, then the Magnificent Seven came out. That movie was fairly mixed review. Um, I do like. I've never seen it, so I really can't talk to it. The Magnificent Seven. But I know it did fairly poorly in the box office. Um, IMDb had it at a 6.8. Metascore was about a 54. It was a Western, right? Yeah. I don't know if it was considered like a spaghetti Western, but it was a Western. You know what? Like, I feel like I've seen this movie, but at the same time, I don't know if I've seen this movie. Yeah. Um, you could be confusing it with a thousand ways to die in the West. Or a million no, ways I've to die never seen that one, but, uh, I don't know. I've probably, I think I've seen this movie, but oh yeah, I've seen this movie. It just, whatever. Westerns though, don't really do well. They don't resonate any, anymore with the right? time. Yeah. People don't really care about Westerns. You make a Red Dead Redemption, like TV series. We can talk, but like, mm. 
Okay, next one, Passengers. Okay, hold, but hold on, the Magnificent Seven, what are we calling it? I'm, I'm going to say that was crap. I'm also going to say crap. Okay. I just assumed. Um, he also had uh, Passengers drop in 2016, which was the one with Jennifer Lawrence that everybody went absolutely bonkers for. It was in space. I didn't really like the movie. I understood why it did so well. Um, See, I went and saw it. The trailer made it look really cool. It was a cool premise. Uh, I like sci-fi movies. I like these kinds of space movies and stuff like that. But then uh, I I totally get why the movie didn't do well. They build it up and then it turned into like, he's literally uh, like a sexual predator in the, <laughs> the movie by the end of it, right? Like, it, and it makes it hard to, I don't know. It just, I felt like there was going to be more to it. And it was just, uh, I don't know. There were some, some cool throwbacks to other movies, like the, the bartender. And that is definitely like a throwback to the shining and stuff like that. And um, yeah, like, I don't know. I remember seeing it. I, I had hoped for, for more, but I feel like the ending, which is kind of like very like meh. Um, I'm going to say crap for that one. Yeah. I, uh, I would also say it was crap. It was just, it was a movie that was just so hard to, to really get into. And like, I know space movies were really popular around then. Cause we also had like the Martian and a few other things, but it was mm-hmm. just too much. And then we jumped right into guardians of the galaxy too. So you guys can see the trend here from 2014 to 2017. We also get like, it's just, it's overwhelmingly Chris Pratt and like not a good way either. Mm-hmm. We had guardians of the galaxy two, Then we get, um infinity war fallen kingdom by 2018 so again big franchises we're not allowed to talk about infinity war because it's an ensemble piece and guardians of the galaxy 2 a lot of people felt was a step back the quality changed the cg changed so it was mm-hmm. like really really like there was a lot less practical sets mm-hmm. very different feel um yeah so i don't know guardians of the galaxy volume 2 it was okay but like it it wasn't as impactful as the first movie and hell even like the the third one but like obviously we're also gonna say like for cash or crap specifically with those franchises you're gonna say either the franchise was cash or the franchise was crap like the franchise as a whole cash yeah but guardians 2 Better than Thor too, but not by much. Yeah. Uh, and then again, like we got the continuation of franchises. So we got Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which was even worse than the first one. That uh, movie was horrible, especially when they flooded the island. Yeah. Um, and then another Western. Like, is he only good at playing cowboy or space cowboy? The Kid was about Billy the Kid, right? Mm-hmm. 2019 story of a young boy who witnessed Billy the Kid's encounter with Sheriff Pat Garrett. All right, guys, what are we doing? What are we doing with Chris Pratt right now? I I hate to say it. Like, I saw this movie and I didn't finish it. I saw it on TV. I did not think this movie was good. The only thing that is kind of cool about this movie, if I'm correct, is the director of this film is the guy who played Kingpin. Vincent uh, D'Onforio. Huh. Was like, he in Sha- uh, Shawshank Redemption or something? No, he was in Full Metal Jacket. Are you kidding me right now? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was. He was Private Pile. Yeah. 
That's where everyone knows him from. No, Even I if you haven't him. seen Full Metal Jacket, that's where you know him from. <laughs> He's Kingpin. Like, this is looking the same. And then we're like right back. Like, did you see the kid? No, I didn't. I don't. I didn't care about it. All right. Well, uh, I'll tell you. Because it's a Western. Nobody cares about Westerns. Yeah. And then it's Avengers Endgame. Peter well, Quill. Star-Lord. But we, we missed the Lego movie, too. Right. And we should because it wasn't good. You didn't like the second one? It was not nearly as good as the first one. No, definitely not. But it was still enjoyable. It still had it still had some some good enjoyment to it. Like I don't know, there were some pretty good laughs with that one. He played Rex Dangervest and Emmett Burkowski because one role wasn't enough. Yeah, that's true. How did you feel about the Lego Movie as a whole? Like I thought the the second one, the the implementation of the the worlds and how um, it was kind of like this freedom area. And it felt like Mad Max and all that stuff. Yeah, I think it was really that cool, they, but like they could have done like he could have gone really poorly. Like they could have like erased or, or whatever the, the first movie. Right. And kind of the like do what some things do where it's like, oh, it's the same thing, but slightly different. But I think like they, they did a pretty good job at continuing the overall story of the real world. And and giving some sort of like explanation as to like why things are going like the way that they're doing. Right. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was enjoyable. You know, and we got one of the best. Um, we got one of the best songs. Better than wow. everything is awesome. Yeah. Um, super cool. No, it's it's the one with T-Pain, isn't it? They're super cool in that one with which is Beck in the Lonely Island. Maybe it's super cool. I don't know. Unforgettable, super cool, outrageous, and amazing. The catchy song? Oh, yeah. This yeah. song gonna get stuck inside your head. Yeah. Yeah. You jerk. Okay. <laughs> so I will give that one a cash. Yeah. Sure. But again, franchise, the whole franchise is a whole cash. Avengers doesn't count. Guardians, cash. Jurassic World, crap. I'm sorry. I haven't even seen Dominion, but I've I've seen two, and I can vote that the the trilogy sucked. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about Jurassic World Dominion. I watched it uh, from the the comfort of my couch because I wasn't going to uh, pay movie theater prices for that, right? So no I, spoilies. Just, no, um, you know in the trailer how he's got his hand up and like in to front stop of Blue the Raptor. Stop like that's what most of the movie is is people no him just kind of standing with their hands up at a dinosaur. The premise is so stupid. It's no longer really about like, well, it's in the trailer. Uh, he promised blue that he would find its baby. And so then he goes on a, a journey to find a baby Raptor that was stolen. He goes on a murderous rampage. <laughs> like, it was stupid. What a dumb movie. You had to to know that was coming, though. I know, unfortunately. But dinosaurs, you know, people like dinosaurs. Alrighty, what else do we got? We got a few. uh, We got the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Now, this was a TV special. You've jumped way ahead, my guy. Oh, did I? Onward. One of Pixar's best. I actually don't think it was Pixar. I think it was just Disney Animation. This movie is incredible. It is so reference filled. Um, if you are into nerd culture, tabletop board games, um, essentially Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, um, it was. Yeah. 
It is they actually made. There is actually an official Dungeons and Dragons tabletop game based off of Onward. I saw that. Um, no, this movie was actually really good. I, but it's a Pixar movie. Has Pixar made a bad movie? Like ever? Debatable. Well, that's what one we should do. Um, Cash or Crap Pixar edition. Yeah, that would be a good one. But this movie is incredible. I could not say anything bad about it, except it made me sad. It made me feel things. Mm-hmm. Like it was an emotional movie. I will definitely say that. But uh, it also came out. Here's a here's how uh, how long ago this movie came out. This is one of the first movies I watched in quarantine. We That's watched right this because it because released we, it released on Disney Plus. They had to release it on Disney Plus because the world shut down like a week before. That's this right. This movie came out on March 16th. The world shut down by March 20th in most places, and we watched this movie. I, I think at the beginning of April, and that was it. We watched this movie. This was this movie for me will always and forever be a quarantine movie. And I don't know if I could ever go back and watch it because of that, which is very weird to say, but it's like also your favorite movie, the show, the tiger King. I can never <laughs> go back and watch that a, cause it's terrible. And B because that is a fever dream of what that time was. Well, you know what you could always do if you wanted to, uh, to kind of go back in time you know, light a few candles, turn off the lights, slowly lock the front door, load up some Disney Plus, and pretend that you're <laughs> pretend that you're not allowed to go outside and watch onward. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give this movie a cash. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. This is a cash money, and I think it's unfortunate that it. Uh, we were in a situation in the world where we couldn't go see it in theaters because I feel like that movie would have been. I agree. I think we were robbed of it. I think great we were robbed theaters. of Especially with the color tones they chose for the movie, like all the purples and greens and blues. Mm-hmm. I think that movie would have been phenomenal mm-hmm. on Absolutely. a big screen because you would have caught some of the references you would have never seen. Now on to David's favorite movie of all time. Coming out of the pandemic. Oh no, this was 2021. This movie has everything it has sam richardson it has jk simmons it has yvonne Sh- uh, strakowski and it has chris pratt Ugh. what it doesn't have is an intelligent plot um an explanation as to why time travel works and just in general um anything good this movie is called tomorrow war or the tomorrow war and it can't be considered cash or crap because it was free on amazon but it's so crap. Don't waste your time. Such a stupid movie. Like time travel happens or whatever. Aliens are attacking the world. And the the best option that they have is to go back in time to take untrained civilians and make them go fight aliens in the future. What a stupid movie. What a dumb premise. Are you sure? I, Do you have any other thoughts? Is it, is it is it just stupid or is it dumb or is it stupid and dumb? <laughs> it's so stupid. It's dumb, but it's so dumb. It's stupid. It's waste a of time. Bad movie. Uh, you, yeah. you want to make people feel bad? Watch that movie. May, watch that with your friends that you just want to piss off for whatever reason. Bad movie. Yeah, like hype it up and be like, guys, we're going to watch and this like, like, the ending. Great it goes time so- travel movie. 
so climatic. And then it's just like, oh, that's my daughter. Well, obviously, dipshit, you time traveled. Yeah. And then you get to like correct how you were as a father because your your daughter from the future told you that you were a bad dad. And she's wow. been holding the grudge for so long. Yeah, it was. Didn't, just- didn't we learn in every single time traveling movie episode of anything ever that you just don't fuck with the past or the present? And like people are rarely rewarded for it. Unless it's bad The movie. Edge of Tomorrow, that movie was pretty good. So Tomorrow Warp, bad movie. Yeah. Jurassic World Dominion, we're, we're giving it crap based on David's um, response alone. Thor Love and Thunder. He wasn't even a main character. And he was in it for like the first, like what, 15 minutes? That was it. And like, that was the best part of the movie where they're all like fighting and they're all confused as to why Thor is being the way that he is. That's true. Awesome. We're down I mean, to the final. I think the best part of that movie, though, was the uh, goats, the screaming goats, but. That's because you have a tormented sense of humor. And Korg, Takiti, Takita, yeah, his character is so good. Yes, he's phenomenal we're down to the final two movies one we can genuinely respond to one you haven't seen as of time of recording um we're two weeks out from the movie david is yet to make his way down yonder peg the the, pil- the pilgrimage to uh winter peg yeah why don't you just watch it at the local theater where the the floors are so sticky and the the gradient of the floors are crisp <laughs> 30 degrees <laughs> <laughs> You know what? We might. I might go this weekend and 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 watch Man, it there. I, I'm not even kidding you. What I would do to go to go back in time, even a little bit, to go to one of those movie theaters that is literally an auditorium, and each seat is six inches higher than the last, and it's on that gradient, and you're there with your friends, and it's like you just got dropped off at the mall. You were given a crisp ten dollar bill because you could get popcorn and candy and a drink for like $6 and the seats were ripped and it smelled funny and the movie would play and then your parents would pick you up. And the only reason you figured out what the movie or what time the movie was is because you called the movie phone and yep. the movie phone told you what time your local theater had it. Or like in the newspaper, you had to go to the, the movie page on the newspaper. Thank you for calling the Cineplex Odeon in Guelph, Ontario. Your movies are starting at 5.42 p.m. I'd miss that shit. So, the last... Oh, well, you did want to do Guardians Holiday Special. Yeah, because I wanted... Like, I know this was just a direct to Disney+. Plus. It was a special. Uh, you know, I, I want to say that this, this one... Yeah, it had Chris Pratt in it, right? But it wasn't a Chris Pratt movie. It followed who was it uh drax and mantis yes more it felt more of them so in comparison to say the other kind of lacking sequels to the guardians movies i would feel like this is a cash movie but at the same time it's not truly a chris pratt film or i also show right it would be like saying the Star Wars Christmas special is a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas special. Tomatoes, potatoes. This is a Christmas special. This doesn't count as a movie or a TV show. Okay, that's fair. What I will say, though, um, not to call an individual out, but the person I saw Guardians of the Galaxy with never saw the holiday special. 
And that is very important when you watch the movie. I won't tell you why. But there's two things that happen which you're like, ha, ah, call back. That's sweet. Huh, okay. Interesting. Second last movie on the list. And then we determine once and for all if he is cash or crap. The Super Mario Brothers movie, which is already getting a sequel. It is the highest grossing um, like animated video game film. film. Yeah, an animated Animated film. of all time, yeah. I don't know if it's highest grossing animated, but I'll check. I know. Like, so here's the thing, though. Like, is it has it done so well because of Chris Pratt again, or is it done so well because it's a Mario IP and Mario is one of the most well-known characters in the world. I would agree with that. Right? Like I can't say that this is successful because of Chris Pratt, uh, because if that's the case, then you have to uh, like, the success can't just be from him. It would have to be from all of the other voice actors or sorry, not even voice actors, so all the other if, actors, right? If like were to include the Lion King remake, which is, I don't think is animated. I think that is like a different type of animation. Mm-hmm. Top five movies are the Lion King, Frozen 2, Frozen, The Incredibles 2, and Super Mario Brothers, the movie. Six through ten are Minions, Toy Story 4, Toy Story 3, Despicable Me 3, and Finding Dory. There is definitely a trend. And Super Mario Brothers is at uh, $1.1 billion, and it's been out for a month. It just lost the box office two weeks ago two guardians right wow yeah it might be the fastest grossing film of all time and i think it's the highest grossing film to be released on a wednesday animated film that's uh released on a wednesday i know we're really like digging at it but all right but i guess like super mario bros movie in itself is it's cash because it's super mario bros movie but as a if if this is where our opinions are going to differ when it comes to the selection of voice actors uh, specifically, maybe Chris Pratt as Mario. I'm going to say it's crap. I still, so, I still do not like him as Mario. I thought you, I, I thought you were going to go in a different direction. Cause I was going to say regardless, like I agree, regardless of who was in the movie, this movie was going to be a successful movie. Did the Chris- plot is very thin. Well, yeah. Did Chris Pratt bring any intangibles to the movie that made it special? The answer is no. No, absolutely not. He was just, he was literally just selected as a marketing tool. Yeah, he was star power. Yeah. That's all, that's all of the English voice actors, 100% were just selected because people knew who they were. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say I'm going to give the movie cash. Because you gave it crap, that means it's a wash, which is good. Mm. And then the last movie he's completed is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I've seen the movie. I think it's a perfect culmination of a trilogy. The trilogy we've already said is cash. That's where I'm going to leave it. All right. So yeah, I I can't say maybe uh after maybe I'll I'll go watch it this weekend in our little hometown movie theater and uh our next uh next week I'll uh I'll let you know what, what my thoughts were. 
Love it. So knowing what we know, going through everything that we've gone through, is Chris uh, Pratt in your eyes cash or crap? You you know what? At at this point, I think, I don't know. Can we do like a 50-50? Like I'm teetering on more so crap at this point. This is uh this is very interesting. I'm glad you're you're thinking this way cuz I'm also leaning towards crap because the movies that did really well, he's not necessarily a main character unless it's, you know, early on like Lego movies and Guardians movies, right? The Jurassic Park movies were all pretty much garbage. Uh and then the few of his extra ones were were crap. Yeah, so, I I can't see him being a money maker. He's a, he's, uh, I, he's I don't think he sells movies. I don't think he's the marquee guy that's going to get you to go. No. Um, in the, the case of Guardians of the Galaxy. Zoe Saldana is like one of the highest earner earning female actors of all time. Right. Mm. And you look at the cast of Guardians that we just had. So you have um, Sylvester Stallone's in the movie, which is, I'm not spoiling any characters here. Jeez, I didn't Zoe know Stallone Saldana, was in the movie. Um, Palm, uh, Klimentov, Dave Batista, um, Sean Gunn. There's a, a bunch of people in these movies that exist and that are big parts of these movies. Bradley Cooper, Vin Diesel, right? Mm-hmm. Star power wise, if you were to still look at the Guardians roster, right? Where's Chris Pratt's star power wise? Probably third on that list. I would argue that Zoe Saldana and Bradley Cooper are more important. Even yeah. Diesel has bigger star persona, but he's also just his own franchise. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the Avengers, where does Chris Pratt land on the Avengers? If you're, if you're talking Endgame or infinity war, is he ahead of Downey? No. Is he ahead of Chris Evans? No. Is he ahead of Scarlett Johansson? No. The only ones he might be ahead of in the core Avengers are Jeremy Renner and I would argue depending on if you are a Mark Ruffalo fan or not Mark Ruffalo's had a very different career right mm-hmm. okay so is he better than any of the core Avengers I would say maybe one of five yeah and you're gonna like look at the expansive ones like Chadwick Boseman you're no no you're gonna look at Paul not. Rudd absolutely not no absolutely Chris Hemsworth no I think when it comes to Chris Pratt his power mainly lies in his name. He's a well-known actor. He's got he's an easy so cool. He's got an easy name to remember and he's been in big named franchises. So that's why people know him because people are going to see the franchise. They're not necessarily going to see him. Right? It's not like you're going to go see like people We'll watch Iron Man because one Iron Man is fucking cool, but also Robert Downey Jr. They're going to see him play that character, right? You're not watching that movie to see Terrence Howard, and you're not watching that movie to see Don Cheadle. No, no, you're, Are you're you a massive Don Cheadle fan that needs to go see it, maybe. But then you're waiting for Iron Man two. Yeah. So when it comes to like things like Guardians of the Galaxy, there's there's a lot of other big name actors that you're going to go see. So he's just one piece of the pie. So I'd say overall, I would say Chris Pratt, more like Chris Crap. Yeah, I would agree. I, this is like our first crap rating. Um, which well, is a, other than uh, what's his name? 
Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Dwayne. Um, for me, just in my closing statement, I think Chris Pratt is incredibly fortunate that he's had the opportunity to work on some massive films with some huge, huge actors. Let's not forget Will Ferrell, Elizabeth Banks, and um, Morgan Freeman are in the first Lego movie. Mm-hmm. Chris Pratt wasn't the top build act. He probably is now because he's the main character mm-hmm. in the movie. But let me just see who the, the final other people were. Like at the end of the day, I think Chris Pratt is a good actor. He's funny. He was Andy in Parks and Rec. And I think that's going to be huge for a lot of people. But to me, he just doesn't do enough of the he can't carry a franchise right Jurassic World is proof of that like those movies are bad and it's him and Bryce Dallas Howard but when he's with Will Ferrell Elizabeth Banks Will Arnett Allison Brie Anthony Daniels who I did not know he was in the the Lego movie Charlie Day Will Forte Dave Franco Morgan Freeman Jonah Hill the list goes on and on and on and on. Michael Keegan Key. Wow. It's just the, the cast of Mario. <laughs> yeah. They used Chris Pratt in Mario because it was lining up with guardians of the galaxy that Chris Pratt is internationally known as an Avenger. I don't think he's a terrible actor, but if you were to put the dollars and cents beside it, passengers had Jennifer Lawrence in it. It didn't even do that well. No movies that he's like the two biggest franchises he's in are animated guardians prints money, but he was never like, yeah, he might've been the lead, but he wasn't the biggest person. I would argue Bradley Cooper and Zoe Saldana were in guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. And they had Glenn close in that movie. They had, um, Oh, what's his name from Talladega nights and stepbrothers. And why can't I think of this guy's name? Played uh, Dale. Oh, um, wow. Jeez. <laughs> wow. I've, I know what I he looks like. That. I know what he looks like in my head, in my mind's eye. Uh, John C. Riley. Thank you. Uh, see everyone. I know actors names. <laughs> yeah. John C. Riley. Apparently Michael Keaton. <laughs> anyway. That, so I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's uh unanimous though. Overall, Chris Pratt. Not a cash actor. No, he is just very fortunate that he's a part of a lot of cash money franchises. Mm -hmm. Now, let us know what you think. If you agree, tell us. If you disagree, agree with us. Post it. Share it. Do whatever you want. For myself. Wow, wow, he's very nice. And David. That Hansel's so hot right now. We want to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast.